God is good all the time. Welcome everyone to Pacoima First United Methodist Church. Welcome to you worshiping uh, with us online. Aren't you happy that you need you don't need to watch uh, our worship and a game at the same time? Blessings to everyone. I know some of you got the joke right, but not not everyone. Sorry, it's football season. But anyway, we are here in the house of God, in the place that we call church. That is the communion of the saints, part of the family of God that meets here at 11 a.m. to worship God, to learn about God, and then to be sent out to the world and do something about our faith. As you might know, we continue with the season of epiphany. This is a season of discovering and God manifesting in our lives, in the midst of our lives and other days. So we get a lot of surprises during this, during this uh, time. So this weekend is Martin Luther King uh, weekend, uh, and we give thanks uh, for, uh, to God for his ministry work, uh, sacrifice for the benefit of many. So I always uh, tell people, you know, enjoy the day off if you have the day off, and be thankful. Be thankful. As you know, worship is about God. So at this time, I invite you to stand. Let us worship the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome all the family now, the Carr family. Blessings to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord one more time. We're going to send up some high praise today.
Father God, we thank you and praise you, God, for bringing us through last year and allowing us to be here today, bringing us through this first week, Father. We just thank you for keeping us. Thank you for allowing us to be here because everyone didn't wake up this morning, and we just take it not lightly that you saw fit to allow us to have breath in our bodies and the activity of our limbs on today. We ask you to bless this service, bless each and every household represented, those who are watching, those who are here. Bless our pastor as he brings forth the word. And Father, let us not leave here the same today, Father. Let us leave changed by the word and your anointing that's present here today. In Jesus' name we pray.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because uh, you came to us in a way that we could understand, at least a little bit, that you are God and became human. So you understand all our needs. And you understand that we need you. And you... you you are there for us. Bless, bless this congregation as we move forward this year. And our honor and glory is for you. Amen. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. At, at this moment, uh, we will receive uh, the word of God uh, for today. And we'll come from the gospel according to John. John is a very interesting book, especially the first um, chapter. We will read from the first chapter, uh, verse uh, 35 to 51, 35 to 51. And I'm sorry I ask you to, uh, to sit, but now, <laughs> as you are able, please stand for the reading of the Word of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translates means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two were heard John who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah which is translated anointing. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Peter found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him 
about whom Moses in the law and also the prophet wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Peter said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you come to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. May God have a reading, may God have a blessing to the reading of his word. If the shape of your life is tossing on the sea of strife, you need someone. And if you feel so all alone and your house is not a home, you isn't fair and there's no one left to share all those lonely days and nights and things just won't turn out right you need someone to care and someone just to be there you need someone Jesus, he's the peace that passes all understanding. I give you Jesus, he's the perfect love that casteth out all My friend, I 
Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, as, as we come to this time of preaching and teaching, as we learn about the beginning of your ministry here on earth, we pray that we can find wisdom and direction. May your Holy Spirit bring wisdom and discernment to our souls, love to our hearts, and strength to put into actions what we hear today so we can give Jesus, share Jesus 
with our neighbors, our families, our friends. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen and amen. Come and see. I, I know this is not a good phrase to start a sermon. <laughs> but it, it used to be, <laughs> it used to be that churches were very important in our society. It used to be that on Sundays, going to church was the thing to do and the place to be. There was a time when if you moved to a new town, one of the first things you did was look for a church according to your preference. There was a time when if you wanted to make a good business deal, it was strategic to belong to a good church. Welcome, welcome. You know, at that time, people introduced, might introduce themselves as, you know, I'm such and such, and a member of the first in line to go to heaven, United Methodist Church. Well, that time is well past. So, have you wondered what brings new people to church these days? So in our story today, we can see the moment when Jesus was beginning his ministry. Uh, last week, we remembered uh, Jesus' baptism, and we remember ours. So Jesus' baptism was the beginning of his ministry, and today we see Jesus right away started to gather uh, together some of his first disciples, right? Because if you want to be a leader, you need to have... Followers, right? <laughs> right. So you might you might, you might know you know I guess uh, since that moment and until present day, the only way the church keeps going and the only way the church the church keeps growing is by gathering new disciples. That is the way the church grows. Gathering new disciples is the way the church renews itself and takes care of God's business. That is the way the church takes care of Jesus' commanded to go into the world and make disciples. Gathering new disciples is the way the church keeps going. And I'm not saying anything new or anything that you don't know already. When I say that Christian churches in general, especially uh, denominational churches in particular, are not getting enough new disciples. You have heard this phrase before I heard it online as I was watching a worship service from this church before Janet and I came to Pacoima. The phrase was this. When did the Methodist church forget that we were called to make new 
disciples of Christ. Do you remember that phrase? Of course, Dr. Waters. Gathering new disciples is the way the church grows. Now, a side note on this, and churches, and bringing new disciples, and making an impact of, uh, from the church to the society, and you know this well. In the United States, as society developed, there was this, uh, let's call it, this unfortunate and sad fact that congregations were created based on color, ethnicity, and socioeconomic status, which did not reflect God's intention, but reflected the broken relationship of power and oppression in society. We have advanced. And speaking as, as, as the Christian church in general, we have advanced as we see, uh, unfortunately not that much, but we, have, we can see a new congregation and, and many of them independent congregations. Uh, we Methodists, uh, we have learned and we might need to learn more from, from them, independent congregations where we can see or you can see a real and intentional diversity in the congregation. They are, by the way, as I know, they are not perfect and still they need to pay the bills, taxes and such, right? <laughs> but you can see and experience their intentionality in being diverse, right? Yesterday, uh, Bishop Doughty, uh, our bishop in, the, in this uh, conference, sent an email to pastors announcing that there is an open position for a pastor at Pacoima First, starting in July 1st. There is a need, the, the email says, there is a need for a bilingual pastor that can continue the process of moving the congregation towards a multi-ethnic congregation. Praise be to God, that is a good step. Amen? And so I guess we need to work harder as a congregation and also as a denomination so we can impact the society in the way God intended for the church to be. That is a church where all people are included. A church where all people can come in and can go out and share the message because the message is for everyone. Amen? Can you repeat that with me? The message is for everyone. The message is for everyone. As Apostle Paul describes the church in Galatians chapter 3 as a place where there is no Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male or female. And he said, for all for all of you are one in Christ. One in Christ. And when we are one in Christ, when we are one in Christ, we can really and truly have an impact in society. An impact in society in a way so, and I paraphrase here, 
in a way so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, we can still hold onto the dream. You know this race, right? That is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. The dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out to the true meaning of his creed, of what is written. We hold this truth to be self-evident. Say that to me, with me. That all people are created equal. And that is a dream that we are still looking for as a society. And wouldn't you agree with me that it is the church of Christ that again should leave, lead the way on this? And yet, as I was saying, churches might not have the influence that they used to have, but the message of the gospel and the value of this message still have that power. Still that have that power so people in every area of the society can listen that everybody is welcome. Because this message and that phrase in the Constitution is based on the testimony of the Word of God, the testimony of God's original intention when God created all people in His image and likeness. And so God created all people and created the church so the church can be a place where everyone is welcome. And then from there... It can be the light of the world so the world can see and be led into this way of God. Amen. We, the church, still have this message. We, the church, are called to share this message. We, the church, are called to be an example of that message to provide evidence and give hope to all people that this can be true. That they can come, that they can see, that they can find a friend in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. And so as a denomination, as a local church, we are called to share the message. And you know, it's what they said, you need to learn from the best. And, and here's the best. That's Jesus Right, We can learn or relearn from our scripture today in John chapter 1, where, where we can see how John the baptizer, remember I like to call it baptizer, uh, uh, when he saw Jesus, he said, and even jail, because you know, John was like, mm, there, uh, there goes the Lamb of God. There goes the Lamb of God. And he was referring to the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Certainly, it was a prophetic statement, right? But also a practical admitted truth that the people needed to hear back then and still hear today. The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Imagine that you are walking down the street and somebody yells, there goes a Christian from Pacoima First United Methodist Church, huh? 
How would you feel? It is good when people recognize Christians as people that are not only special, we're special, but that have something others want to have. It is good when people recognize that we are believers. Amen. Amen. A side story. One time I was in a taxi in Tijuana. <laughs> And the young driver, uh, I learned this, uh, showing me respect, called me padre, right? Which in Spanish means father. Uh, but as you know, it also means priest in the Catholic Church, as in the San Diego Padres. Sorry, I don't have Dodgers stories, okay? I don't have Dodgers stories. Uh, but anyway, I, I was surprised and um, wondered if he meant padre as a priest, uh, so, because here in the States, some people call me padre. Uh, and I always say, well, yes, I'm padre because I'm father of three. But you can call me pastor. But it is good when people recognize you as a Christian in the community. So John the baptizer, he was all there. And he said, Jesus, the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. And, and you probably noticed during this season, uh, Epiphany, I mean, uh, um, uh, Advent and then uh, Christmas, uh, Jesus is called many, many, many names, right? Wonderful Consular, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus was a man of many names. And then right at the beginning, and so this is very important, Jesus' ministry, in Jesus' ministry, he is called by this name that, that marked his, his main purpose uh, coming to earth, Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Why is this important? Because that's the core of the message. This is a message, a message that we should not forget to share. So a, a moment ago, I, I mentioned that, as, as, that not as many people come to church as in the past... But there is a fundamental thing uh, that, that we need to remember that even though uh, there's the people, people in general, there's this need to find, uh, somebody call it the meaning of life, right? The meaning of life. And so people look uh, for a being, a person that is above everyone so they can find why they are here on earth. Somebody said every human has an empty space in their lives that only God can fill, right? And so as we continue in our scripture today, and, and the basic question, how people or new people come to church this day, we learn from the best. So... Uh, John the Baptizer, you know, uh, already did his, his job and had uh, some uh, disciples. And, and so two of, of, of his disciples went to Jesus and called him Rabbi. Interestingly, because he has not teached a lot yet, but he said it's Rabbi, uh, which means teacher. And, and Jesus said to them, what are you looking for? And other version says, what, what do you want? Uh, and they asked, well, uh, a random question, where do you live? <laughs> right? And Jesus answered, well, 
Come and see. Yeah, come and see. Where, where, what do you do Sunday mornings? Uh, come and see. Come and see. Yeah, come and see for yourself. It was not a spectacular or a great miracle performed for them, uh, for these two disciples, but, but it was just that word, I mean, that invitation, uh, uh, with th that invitation began a whole change in their lives. Come and see. So, if you think about it, it's not too hard to invite people to church. <laughs> Come and see. Or here, here's the link. Check it out. So after spending time with Jesus, they decide to follow him. So uh, as I said, because this is the only time I can say this, uh, uh, they went from the Baptist group to the disciples of Christ. And so I have friends in the Disciples of Christ Church. There is actually a denomination, and they love this, this passage because they say they went from the Baptist to the Disciples of Christ. All right? But as you can see, the speed of events was so fast in this scripture that it seems like these two disciples, uh, just by spending time with Jesus, quickly confirm their opinion of him. They quickly realized that, that Jesus was that part that they needed to have in order to fulfill that vacuum in their lives. Have you experienced that? Did you experience that? And, and you know, the story it has a, a very defined focus on this. And this is invite others and so andrew one of these two disciples andrew went home and then invited his brother and we believe older older brother uh, uh, simon and says you know we have found the messiah and, and simon uh, was introduced to to jesus uh, and right away jesus changed his name and his new name was peter Peter, the future leader of the disciples, was introduced to Jesus by his brother. Is, is that so complicated? No, not, not really, right? And that is how the group of disciples began, and, and that is how a group, a, a new congregation, or, 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 or the church as, as we grow, it, it started you know, by inviting a simple invitation. Now we need to do our ABCs here, right? <laughs> right? But it starts with an invitation. With a simple invitation, come and see, I have found the Messiah, I have found the Savior. Some of us heard that voice that said, follow me. But a simple testimony, a simple invitation can transform your life, people's life, the church life, and the society. Amen. By sharing Jesus, 
We don't know, but uh, sometimes, uh, maybe, we are introducing Jesus. Uh, what is giving Jesus? <laughs> to the next leader of the church. Different people come to church uh, for different reasons. Jesus would get to be known by people for different reasons. But one thing is certain. God, Jesus, is the only one that can fill that empty space in our lives. So maybe you are remembering right now, how did I came to know Jesus? Uh, and then a, a good question to ask is, what is Jesus for you now? It is a savior, a teacher, a brother, all of the above, <laughs> right? So let us, um, let us dedicate this offering to our God. Let us be in prayer. God of all wisdom, how often have we been deaf to your voice speaking to our hearts, especially when we move in, in a world that needs it so desperately? So as we bring our gifts to be dedicated this morning, we, we pray that you might open our ears, open our hearts to hear where you call us to respond with obedience so that we might do what you need to begin healing our world, bringing hope, bringing love, bringing peace. In Christ your Son, we pray. Amen. And amen. So God is calling us each day to take up our cross, to deny ourselves and follow him. And God is calling us to invite others to come and see, to experience God, to follow Christ.